You're listening to the NYY Sports Talk podcast hosted by Christian and Chris. Head to nyysportstalk.com to subscribe to the show and check out the fan shop so you can swag up on great NYYST apparel. Stay on top of all the latest with the New York Yankees, including breaking news, in-game updates, and incredible fan giveaways by following on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. It's now time to talk Yankees baseball. Welcome back. This is episode 84 of the NYY Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Christian. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stack Guy Rye. Yo. We are in our new palatial studios. Palatial? Yeah. Is that you, one of the words that yeah, we had up before? Chris had a whole list of uh, hard P words, so my P's don't pop on the podcast. Popping a little right now. Yeah, well. Pop, pop. So we're uh, first time ever. We're out of my man cave into our new studio. Yes, still temporary setup, but it's nice. I like it's it. It's very, cool. it's very interesting. It is. I like. I it. like that we're closer. We're closer together. I like sitting a little more farther in- away from a little you. more intimate. We have a nice big screen up here that we're you know able to look at and and read some stats for you know. So we basically took Stack Guy Rye's only job away. No, from see, him. here's the thing: we're all gonna have our own, you know, our own setup where we can go on. Ryan will be able to go on uh, and look up stats that we ask him to. Bunch of stats. Bunch of stats. We're gonna have a bunch, bunch of stats, stats in 2019. Um, big changes coming after this episode. So, yeah. so be on the lookout. Uh, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We're yes. recording Wednesday you. night. Uh, you guys, will rec- we're going to release this Thursday morning. So if you want to listen to us while you're having some turkey, you know, you can do that. If you want to wait to a listen gobble, to gobble us goo. until you uh, do your Black Friday shopping, you can do uh-huh. that as well. So uh, I don't do Black Friday shopping ever. I do the Cyber Monday shopping. Cyber Monday is where it's at, to be yeah, honest. It's the same thing, but you don't have to... Uh, Leave your house. You got to be a true maniac to get up at like three o'clock in the morning to buy a TV for like twelve dollars off. Seriously, and some places start even earlier now. Like midnight, their doors are open. You know? Oh, forget it. They're open all Thanksgiving. Yeah, now. it's really not. It's it's, it's not a joke. joke. Was uh, I was somewhere yesterday and I saw GameStop opens at three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Like, who's buying video games at three o'clock? So on, many people on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah a lot of gamers out no, there. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. eat your turkey. Eat your turkey, get your stuff. Actually, before you eat your turkey, head to iTunes, leave us a rating and review, please. Thank you very much. I'm Italian, so we baked ziti on uh, Thanksgiving. I don't really do the turkey too much. I'm very upset with this year's Thanksgiving. We're changing it up this year. Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday. Yeah. Sitting home, relaxing turkey whatever just lounging out we're going out to dinner this year do i one thing an italian restaurant one thing that i said i would never do i did that one year my (laughs) wife and uh, my in-laws decided they didn't want to cook on thanksgiving so we went out uh to uh it it wasn't it was different um was it a thanksgiving restaurant 
Uh, no, it was like uh, did they only serve turkey? And well, they it was like a Thanksgiving potatoes. type buffet deal. Like uh, it was a nice restaurant. It was like a family style type deal. I don't know. Uh, it's different. Plus, like, when you go out for Thanksgiving, you miss out on the best part, which is the leftovers afterwards. You know, you you get you're turkey not really salad, get, yeah, you turkey know, soup, turkey, turkey sandwich, what's turkey salad. Yeah, I never. You don't know that. what turkey salad is. You, salad. Know, you can't eat. You can't eat the romaine can't lettuce. Eat. There'll be no turkey salad this year. First of all, do you even know what turkey salad is? Yeah. Oh, throw... it's no. It would be like it's, a chicken. It's salad. chicken salad, yeah. but you put turkey in it. Oh, that sounds oh, good. That actually does sound good. I use the dark meat though. I don't oh, really yeah, like, you the, like dark meat. You like dark meat. I, yeah, I don't get that. down with the white meat. Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, are we good on Thanksgiving here? Good on Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. But, but for overseas fans, like, what is today? Like, we, you know we got fans overseas. Like, what is today to them? I don't know. Are you working today? Just a normal day. Like, is Patrick at the, uh, I don't know, is he, at, like, the, is he at, like, the Shamrock Factory today? Maybe. I'll be honest. I've been going through the stats. We're, we're uh, not just big in the UK. Got some people in Russia. Huh. Speaking of Russia... <laughs> The big news coming out of the world of entertainment is not that James Paxton is a Yankee, but Creed Two <laughs> dropped last night. Oh, yeah. I kind of feel like you're just telling us you liked it so much to say that it lived up to your hype, but I feel like it didn't live up to your All hype. All of my Twitter followers uh, know that I'm not just saying that. No, you, you gave it a honest. seven and a half out of ten, though. That's a high score. Yeah, oh, that, you, you that's have a good a, score. So what's a 10 to you? There's, I, have, uh, I don't think I've ever actually rated a movie a Were 10. you expecting Creed to be the best movie you ever saw? No, I wasn't expecting okay. it to be the best movie I ever saw. I, I was expecting it to be highly entertaining <laughs> and emotionally but satisfying. I've, I've never and seen you more excited for a movie. Yeah, and it it paid off. I it really sounds think, like it. No, right. I'm, it okay. paid off. All right. I can do, we can do a whole hour on this. Okay. Maybe we'll have a bonus episode. And then the after credit scene, uh, Rocky goes it back out and he fights him and Drago. Uh, yeah, no, that's the undercard. Oh, of, it's an undercard? Uh, that was the undercard match right before uh, Creed and Victor Drago fight. Cool. Yeah, no, it was it was really good. Um, just for anybody that is listening that cares about it, before we do get into the Yankees, let's just get all the ancillary stuff out of the way. There's some slow moments in it, but the ending of this movie. If the ending didn't go down this way, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody because I want to give people time to go out and see it. If the ending didn't go out, go down the way it did, I would not have been as high on the movie uh, as I am right now. Yeah, an ending, a good ending makes or breaks a movie, you know? If you are a fan of the franchise and you really understand what happened in Rocky Four, you're going to really love the ending of this movie. All right. Is Creed Canadian? Uh no. No. Uh there's a funny there's a funny part in the movie though when uh it's not a spoiler because you see in the trailers that he uh he's having a baby. So Rocky <laughs> says to Creed, um, why don't you name the baby Kate? And he goes, Kate Creed? And he's like and you know Rocky he's like, Yeah, that sounds good. He hey, goes, no, it sounds good, you know, Kate Creed. <laughs> and then uh Adonis is like, You know I'm black, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but um, I don't see color. Sorry. You're very, very, very solid impersonation. Hey, you know, we, it's like well, if we ever get Sly on the pod, you know, maybe one day. 
We'll, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so now that we brought this up real quick before we get into the Paxton stuff. You know, you listen to R2C2, you know, they have their um, bucket list, I guess, guests that they want on the show. Like um, for CC, it's Will Smith, and for yeah. Ruko, it's. It's uh, Eminem. Yeah, yeah. Who would be your bucket list guest to get on this show? It doesn't have to be Yankee related. Wow. Somebody that you would want to interview on the show. Ah, uh, ah, uh, that's a great question, man. For me, it's What's either yours? Tory or Jeter. It doesn't have to be a Yankee. Though. Oh, I don't care. Tory or Jeter. I would be torn down the middle. I couldn't. I would not be able to decide. Between Derek Jeter and Sylvester Stallone. Jesus. Wow, really? Yeah, I couldn't. That's crazy. Do you How's that crazy? What are you going to ask Stallone? Do you want hey, me to pretend? No. Hey, hey, Sylvester, uh, how is it acting like another person? Hey, I, I or, Derek, or, how is it to uh, swing or, a baseball bat? Or Jeter, how was it winning all those World Series and Christian Bale? I'd like Yankee, to talk Yankee to him. Hit Oh, well, how are you going to ask Christian Bale what it was like to pretend to be Batman? Yeah. No. Stupid. I don't know. I don't You're know. Stupid. stupid. Great question. He's I. You know I can't. You would want to interview Rocky. You wouldn't want to interview. No, I would want to interview Sylvester Stallone. Like, what am I going to do? Ask him. Oh, you know what? Do Rocky while we do the interview. Yeah. Well, you know, I wrote it in like three days and uh, <laughs> got up for the Oscars and uh, you know they wanted Burt Reynolds to play Rocky, but I went out there and played. Did you know that's true? What the studio wanted Burt Reynolds to Robert be Rocky Redford. Can we talk about the Yankees now? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Did something big happen? Yeah, was there like some big sort yeah, of trade like some that trade happened go down or something? Where the Yankees traded their top pitching prospect or something? I doubt it. Yeah. No, well, now he's the top pitching prospect in his third organization, being yeah. Justice Sheffield. All right. So the big news that came out um, Monday night, right? It was Monday night. I get my days mixed up now. Monday, Monday night, night. Yeah. The yeah. Yankees traded Justice Sheffield, uh, Eric Swanson, and uh, Dom Jabroni, never heard of him, to um, the Seattle Mariners for James Paxton. Uh, so just initially, what was your reaction to the trade when you heard the news? I was I was ecstatic. I mean, we saw we saw what Paxton is capable of. Everyone has their reservations on the guy because he doesn't stay healthy, but look – we needed another arm. We gained another arm. And it's kind of annoying seeing so many Yankee fans talk about him like he's a third starter, end of the rotation kind of guy. He has a 3-4-2 career ERA. That's pretty impressive. You you won't see a lot of third rotation guys, third men in the rotation guys with a 3-4-2 ERA. I mean, I've wanted this guy on... The Yankees. Ever since I saw a bald eagle latch on when to this was guy, it? it was around the All Star break, <laughs> like right right before the All Star game. I think was it that that late? Yeah, I thought it would happen uh, earlier in the season. Was, I thought maybe it was like an maybe. opening day type thing. That's why they had. Yeah, the maybe bald it was. Eagle. Honestly, I I'm, I, I, can't, I don't know, but he's he, he. I like him. I'm I'm a big advocate for guys that throw hard. Struck out over 200 batters, right? Yeah, he had a very high K K uh, percentage rate. He throws 94, 95. I watched his highlights of as a lefty. That's as a lefty. That's incredible. When he pitched that, when he threw that no hitter last year, I think it was against the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. (laughs) I was keeping an eye on his velocity. I just watched the highlights of it uh, a couple days ago when they signed him. 
Most of the game, he's throwing 94-95. When he starts to smell the no-hitter in the 6th or 7th, his velocity upticked to around 97-98. That's good because that's a good sign that you know he's got it in him. He's and got when an he extra smells level. the finish line, yep. he can push through. Which, when he smells the yeah. finish line, when he has that big moment, big game, he's going to <laughs> go to that next level. And just from seeing that alone, I'm, I'm really, really excited to have this guy on the Yankees. Injury concerns aside... This is a trade the Yankees had to make. Absolutely. I don't know what the negotiations or the price tags were on Kluber or Carrasco, right? So we don't know that. And <clears throat> I could be reading way too much into things. I heard Cashman on with Mike Francesa yesterday, and it still sounds like to me he's still hunting those guys. Yeah. So he might still be working on a trade for another starter. That's the thing. Yankee fans see one deal made. And they think it's the end-all, be-all mm-hmm. to everything yeah, else. It's, but it's even if it. this is the only trade he makes for a pitcher, this is still a trade mm-hmm. he had to make. If you think about it like this, you never heard – I don't care who you are. You never heard of Dom – what's Dom Thompson-Smith or something like yes. that? Don Thompson-Williams or something? <laughs> I don't mean to just be disrespectful to him. I don't um, – no name off the top of my head. But you never heard of him. He's the Swanson a- guy has been Eric Swanson. I'm actually going to try and while you while we're talking about this, I'm going to try and find a comment that someone posted on one of my tweets that he was talking him up like he loved the guy. I've never even heard of him. Uh, I heard a scouting report on Thompson. It's Don Thompson something, either Smith or Williams. His name's hyphenated. I'll just call him Dom. Uh, the thing I heard about Dom from a scout is that. At best, he profiles as a fourth outfielder in Major League Baseball. So what are you giving up there? Nothing, right? Nobody knows. You never heard of the guy before the trade went down. So it's not a loss. Eric Swanson was a 22-ranked prospect in the Yankees organization. And again, he's a guy that profiles as a fifth, sixth starter in Major League Baseball. Maybe an Adam Warren type out of the bullpen if that's the route that a team would choose to go with him. Again, what are you losing there? Right. So the deal comes down to Justice Sheffield. And if you feel comfortable trading Justice Sheffield for James Paxton, and here's why I like the deal, because it shows you that the Yankees are ready to win this season. They want (coughs) Justice Sheffield to be what James Paxton already is. And it shows you by making this deal, the Yankees don't think that Justice Sheffield will be what James Paxton is today in another two years. Well, that's what I was saying a few weeks ago. I was like, you're telling me Sheffield again? This was after they signed CeCe, I think. I was like, this means that Sheffield again isn't going to start with the Major League Club. I don't want him anymore. I don't need to sit around and wait for a guy who's not ready. We're ready right now. This is the year. So you would agree that this is what that shows what the Yankees thought of Sheffield is that he's not going to be ready to uh, contribute to a championship club in the next two seasons. And to me, it also showed that the Yankees weren't as high on him as maybe some other people were. I think we knew that, though, because (laughs) if he was as high on the list that – as somebody like you who was screaming about bringing Sheffield up before the All-Star break last year, we would have seen more of him last year. He would have not been kind of passed over by guys like Luis Sessa and Domingo Herman and Jonathan Luizica. And even if you Plus wa- even Tarpley. And were- I was just going to bring that up. That's a great point, right? To be a lefty specialist out of the bullpen, yeah. 
Steven Tarpley was picked ahead of him. If he was showing glimmers of like the positive, you know, that they liked him, he would have been that guy in Tarpley's role. And I'm not the last saying that. There. And I'm not going to be like some of the people that are like that now because he's not a Yankee anymore. All oh, Sheffield's trash. He's going to he's a bum. He'll never be more than this. I like Chef. I th- I still think Sheffield can max out as a low end two, be a consistent solid number three in Major League Baseball. So, you know, I'm I'm rooting for the guy to do well in Seattle, yeah. but this is a win now move. This is the, if you were if you're the Yankee if you're a Yankee fan that was worried about the Yankees motivation for 2019 and whether they're going to be all in to win this season, <laughs> this should alleviate a lot of your fears because you don't make this move if you're not saying to your fan base and to your yep. ball club, we're ready to win this season. And we kind of just touched on it. I mean, how many different opportunities did the Yankees have to throw Sheffield into the fire last year? And they yep. just kept, continued to go down other paths, Which paths that I, we've crossed already. I thought it was smart to, you know, not rush him up or anything. But like you're saying, Christian, you know, this is a team that's ready to win right now. And Sheffield clearly wasn't somebody that's ready to pitch in the majors right now, at least on a championship contender. Team like Seattle, he's... No, I think he'll end up cracking their rotation, maybe not out of spring training, but you'll see Sheffield probably midway through the year in Seattle. But that's fine. He can do that in Mm -hmm. Seattle. The Yankees were not comfortable letting him mature to be a starter right now. You got to think the last big prospect the Yankees traded, the last number one prospect the Yankees traded was Jesus Montero to the Mariners for a pitcher, Michael Pineda. And now you're trading a top prospect. Neither of those panned out. No. Pineda wasn't bad, though. He no. was a cer- If he would have stayed healthy, he was a very – I wouldn't. I don't want to say very good. He yeah, was a good pa- pitcher. Paxson – Paxton, we could be saying the same thing about in three years but, because he has that history. But you have to make this trade. Absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah. No, 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 no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. All right. We ran a poll on uh, at NYY Sports Talk on our Twitter page. Uh, from the Yankees perspective, do you like the Paxton trade? Uh, 92% of the fans voted said that they like the trade. Yeah, and I agree. I agree with those 92%. I'm shocked that it's actually not a little lower. Just because I... I, again, we say it a million times that negative people are the loudest, but I felt like a lot of people, even if they weren't negative about it, they've been very, um, very reserved, very cautious because of his injury history. Well, let's see what the fans had to say. Ask for comments. We said we we're going to read them on air here. Uh, L.I. Yankee King, uh, he was one of the more vocal tweeters against the trade. He didn't like it because uh, he only considers um, Paxson a three, and he would rather trade Sheffield for Bumgarner, Kluber, Carrasco, DeGrom, or Syndergaard. Yeah, and I'd rather make a million dollars a week instead of whatever I make now. But life doesn't work that way. Do you think if the Giants, the Indians, the Mets – Called, called up Cashman and said, "Hey, give me Sheffield and uh, two other guys. Who were the other two guys? Eric Swanson, Swanson and, and DTW. It's Dom, Dom, Dom Thompson, Thompson Williams. Williams. Okay. And they said, we 'We'll give you Kluber.' Do you think that Cashman would have said no? Do you think that Cashman passed up on Bumgarner, Kluber, right. Carrasco, Degrom, and Syndergaard for James Paxton?" 
And that was my thought, really. It was, can Justice Sheffield be a centerpiece for any other pitcher that the Yankees might try and acquire this offseason? And really, the answer is no. I, Sheffield couldn't be a centerpiece for a guy like Kluber. No. Cindergaard. No. Carrasco, maybe. But you'd have to also throw in another top-level prospect. If you went Chef Andujar or Chef Florial for Kluber. Yeah, but that's that's throwing in another top-level he he headlined this deal. Exactly. You're not going to get those four guys that you mentioned right. for Sheffield. For to get <coughs> Carrasco, Kluber, or any of the Mets guys, you have to go above, above, and then above mm-hmm. some more. And who says who says guys like DeGrom and Bumgarner are available? De- De- DeGrom's not DeGrom's going anywhere. DeGrom's not going anywhere, which is idiotic, but... And also... For people that are concerned with this guy's injury history, I understand that. But, you know, 2017, he 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 started 24 games. And in 2018, he started 28. He's on the upswing in the last two years, 12 and 5, 11 and 6 last season. Me personally, my gut feeling, he's going to come here and be an absolute beast. I really believe that. This is, this is people just have knee-jerk reactions to things, which is fine. But then after that... You know, baseball reference exists for a reason. Just go look at the numbers. If you look, like Sack Guy Rise got it open right now. Each year, even though he still had his injury concerns, he's increased the amount of innings that he's pitched. Right, mm-hmm. right which is a big deal. And one thing that stood out to me, and Rye, you could probably get me the exact stat. Um, one thing that stood out to me the most was his home runs per nine. I believe it was under one. Actually, he gave up more hormones this season than he did in any uh, year. Yeah, but he also he tripled the, the amount. Thing. Triple the amount. That's he a also lot, pitched the most innings. How many though, Ryan? Like thirty? <coughs> how many more innings? Twenty-three he home runs he, he pitched, gave up. He pitched twenty-three and two-thirds more innings, and he allowed uh, fourteen more home That's runs. That's a lot more home runs. Only, that, but that the ratio's only, out of whack. But, the, but he also, only allowed twenty-three total. Yeah, but that's a lot. That's a lot. Twenty-three is a lot. Tonight we gave say. up twenty-five. Uh, Sevy gave up 19 last in home, year. In a home run hitting ballpark, he doesn't pitch in a – he didn't pitch in a home run hitting ballpark. Uh-huh. So, it's, it might worry – that might worry you a little bit. But see what else fans had to say. Um, let's bring up here. What do we got here? Uh, Nick Barish says, the trade shows the Yankees want to win now. That's what Paxton does for us. And I think that's what we broke down earlier, that this is a win now trade for the Yankees. Absolutely. That's all it comes down to. And I think, you know, even if he is a three starter, if he's considered a three, threes for the Yankees are, they're they're really good. Hey, here's my- You know what I mean? Like, J.A. Happ is a three, but how confident did you feel when he was out on the mound compared yeah, but to, you I think know, this a Domingo Herman? Before we get off top, I uh, don't want to get too far off topic, but I think this spells the end of J.A. Happ coming back to the Yankees. I think CC signing spells so. it. And this just this just was the dagger. But here's my train of thought that really made the most sense to me looking at it. Going into the 2018 season, who was the Yankees' number three starter? 2016? Uh, 2018. Sorry. I thought you said 2018. I did. Yeah. Um, so I could be... I'm who trying. was their three? Who was their number three going into the 2018 season? Play it out in your head a little. Jordan Montgomery? No. Nope. He was our number five. Was it CeCe? Nope. I'm, there's one guy I'm missing. There oh, is yeah. a guy I'm missing. Who oh, are yeah. Missing? And you, you should be missing Sevi, him. Tanaka. Who's the guy we're missing? We're both having the same thing. Oh, Sonny Gray. Ah, Sonny Gray. <laughs> well, we already blocked him out so, of our minds already. Yeah, we so, did. if the Yankees go into 2019 with James Paxson at worst, their third starter, 
Are we a better ball club? Absolutely. Well, here's another concern I have of James Paxton. Pitch well, big ballpark, AL West, no pressure. Who's that sound like? But he really didn't pitch no pressure this past year. The Mariners were in it for a long time. And he tailed off towards the end of the year. And But and he also was, you just said it, he was also pitching more innings than he ever has. Let's read this comment here because I want to get your take on it here. Uh, <laughs> Millie Martin, uh, I hate that they use people as if they are things and not people. Trading Sheffield is awful. I'm a Yankee fan and I don't approve. Maybe it's just because I can't stand Cashman. I wish someone could trade him. Wow. I mean, the only answer to that is that at the end of the day, this is a business. <laughs> you know, you can't worry about people's Look, feelings getting hurt. We all talked about like when um, Clippard was traded and we all laughed about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's freaking cough. Yeah. Um, we all talked about how funny it was. He bounces from team to team. He has to uproot his family and and keep moving and whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't. I'm not here to like care for these guys. I love a lot of Yankees, but I, I mean, just win games. They're yeah. at, as shitty as this might sound to say, but baseball players are assets. That's all they are. Right. I don't no- like you for your personality. I like you because you hit forty dingers. Hey, Millie. <laughs> Hey, Millie, these guys are getting paid millions. In Sheffield's case, hundreds of thousands. He'll be okay. I like you because you throw 98 miles per hour, (laughs) not because you're you're nice to me. And look, he's on a ball club now that – do you think he starts in the major league? At some point. I think you'll see him at some point this year. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely much think. quicker than if you stayed on the Yankees. Oh yeah, a lot of things would have had to. In my mind, if this if the Sheffield was a Yankee in 2019, mm-hmm. a lot of things would have had to go wrong for him to uh, be in starting rotation. Completely agree. Uh, let's see one last one here from Dan Smith. He says um, Paxton helps you win in 2019. Chef does not. As for Swanson and DTW. <laughs> Uh, neither were going to make it to the major leagues with the Yankees. It's World Series or bust next year. Boston exploited our weak starting pitching, and now it's time to respond. All right. I'll say one thing real quick. It's not World Series or bust next year. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Where the what hell are you? What, what page the are Yankees? you on? So you're telling me if they don't win it in it, 2019, it, then they can't win it the next three oh, years? Oh, no. I'm no, saying no, no, that's bust n- of a season. No, like, it's a oh, bust of a season. Absolutely. Yeah, no. If they don't no, win the World Series. I thought, I thought we were on the same page here. Like, they have to win oh, next absolutely. year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This no. is the year. How many times are we going to yeah. say it? We've been saying this it for two years now. But no, but it's, it's, not, this is not, it's not like no, it's not like the window's closing no, now no, that no, they got packed. The window's still just cracking open. I mean, look, we made some moves over the last two years trading guys away where that window of opportunity has definitely shortened, but this team is still built for the long haul over the next five, six years to be a really good ball club. We're not, it's not going to be like after they won in 09 and then all of a sudden it was like Mm -hmm. we just had a bunch of dwindling players on long contracts. You know, the Yankees, the Yankees really had after 2009, they had a couple chances to, to, to make it. I think it was 2012. They really should have won it all that year and they really That's the felt sure. broke his leg in the playoffs. Was it? Yeah. That was the, was Ibanez, that a, the magical Ibanez yeah, year. Maybe I think in 2011 then. No, 2010 no, that was, the year. was, I think 2010 was the year. I think they could have went was back it 10? to back. It was one of those years, regardless of what actual year. That's not the same case here. That's just not, but. When you're talking about expectations now, we don't have to guess what the expectations are. We don't have to guess what's going to disappoint the fans this year. 
it's World Series or nothing. If this team doesn't win at least a pennant, I'm going to be very, very disappointed. And even at a pennant, I'm going to say they should have won it all. If everybody stays healthy. and Was that you knocking on wood? Yes. (laughs) Uh, You heard Paxton on with CMB, right? Yes. And did you catch him also on with K? No. I, I caught the K. I listened to both interviews. I was in the car both times yesterday when he was. He, he comes across as a really likable guy. <laughs> he does. Easy he really to root does. For. I agree. And I, the thing that he did, and you heard it audibly on the interview, is that when they brought up his injury history, he knocked on wood. You heard him. Go, oh no way! And he says, "I think I'm past this now." Well, before you finish your point, just because you brought it up, he even said it himself. It hasn't been like these crazy catastrophic injuries. That have held him back. They've been like kind of freak things here and there. Um, hopefully, he's put it all together now and he could stay healthy. I completely forgot what my point was. Now. You were saying knock on wood if all these oh, if guys- all if the Yankees stay healthy going into October. Yes, they had they. I would not be okay with anything less than them getting to a World Series in 2019. You know, we have to also think about the fact that in October last year. We had a couple guys start to go down. Hixie was hurt. Didi. Didi. I don't – you don't even know if Didi if, would have been able to play in game five. That's – Right. You know. It I mean, sounded like he might have been – he might have tried to gut through it as long as the postseason lasted, but you don't know. And then you just had a lot of guys with lingering injuries that, you know, D-Rob had a dead, dead arm for a while. Chapman was hurt all year. I don't know. know if you caught – then you brought that up and then uh, – <clears throat> Uh, what do you call it? When Booney was doing his uh, end of the season interviews, going around doing the shows, doing his end of the season <laughs> interviews. I don't know if you guys listened to any of those, but he admitted that the Yankees played the last two games the way they did with their starting pitching because they were short in the bullpen. He had to try to really? ride Sevy especially and, uh, and CeCe not so much because he didn't have – Certain guys for as many outs as you would have thought he would have had them for. Are you talking the ALDS? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because those guys did stay out there a little. And the Yankees were very vocal. Boone, Cashman, everyone. That they were okay with with how Boone managed CC and kept him out there. Their biggest gripe was with Severino when he left Severino in Yeah, Cashman said it and Boone said that that maybe that would be the one thing he would go back and do differently. But again, he was also vocal about the fact that he had to try to steal outs because it, he didn't say who it was, but you right. know, he had to try to steal outs out of the bullpen. Right. Do you? Want, I mean, out of the, from the starters. Do you want to hear Paxton's injury history over yeah. the last few years? Go ahead. Last year, last year, Paxton missed five weeks, three with back inflammation, and two after a line drive nailed his left forearm. So that's like that flu right. He missed two months in 2017 with a forearm strain, pectoral strain, two weeks in 2016, line drive to the elbow, nearly four months in 2015 with a left finger tendon strain, and four months in 2014 with a lat strain. And like, here's the difference. A lot of muscular. Where are the arm? Where's the arm injury? So well, here's you, you the don't thing. see a shoulder or elbow. That's what he said during the interviews yesterday. He's like, I, oh yeah. I, he's he said His that he's been healthy. Nothing has recurred. He's learned how to fix what's come up, and he's never had any structurals with his shoulder or elbow. And like, this is the difference. That's the difference between a guy like him 
And a guy like Greg Bird, who's constantly hurt. Greg yep. Bird's been the same thing. It's his foot. It's his ankle. Uh, it's just... And that stuff adds up more for a hitter. But for a pitcher, it all comes down to one thing, your arm. And the Yankees signing CeCe, and they still have to get another pitcher. They're going to be much better equipped this year to deal with injuries in the starting rotation. You Which, can't. It's a it's a good thing too that they are improving in that aspect. I think two years ago, last year, you would have said the same thing that they were better than the year prior in terms of dealing with injury. Yeah, but we also thought that Sheffield would be the guy or Chance Adams, but it ended up being Luis Sessa again. Yeah, but even time. like offensively, I'm talking like yeah, but even there, you had Shane Robinson playing, but that was because Clint Frazier on paper going into it. Yes, but. This year, you can say it's even better than last year. Yeah. Because you'll have guys like Jordan Montgomery. He should be a factor in the that mid- middle of the season. That could be a huge wild card for the Yankees. I, I think so. Yeah. Because they, I heard somebody say this, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't know where I, I heard it, but it, it's an excellent point. If he can come back from Tommy John like midseason and CC shows that he's running out of gas. If anyone <laughs> – but really, yeah. CC no, would be the primarily biggest. CC. Yeah, you would hope that Sevy, yeah. Paxton, oh, yeah. Tanaka, and then whoever guys. else they bring in is not going right. to leave you cause for concern of uh, having to be replaced. It'd be mainly Sabathia. Monty can step right. Hopefully, just step right in. Slot right in there. Yeah, I mean now, and another could lefty a, be a big wild card for the Yankees. Uh, I agree this year. Anything else you guys want to bring up about Paxton? No, look, trade? I'm excited. Yeah. I still want to see another pitcher oh, added to this rotation. I'm not I'm not satisfied with just getting Paxton, but is this a step in the right direction? Yeah, it's a huge Absolutely. step in the right direction. Did he throw shade at Phil Hughes in one of the interviews? I read a comment. It was Kay that kind of threw shade at Phil Oh, it was Hughes. Kay that did it. Yeah, Kay asked him what number he was going to wear as a Yankee, and he said 65. He was 65 yeah. in uh, – Seattle. In Seattle, so and then Kay goes, Well, Phil Hughes was the last one to wear that and they didn't retire it, so Oh, it was Kay that That's said more that. shade at, at the Yankees, I think. No, it was kinda no, like was Phil Hughes was a piece of crap pitcher. And it's also a little the Yankees retire everyone's number hey, now. So Yankees probably don't win the World Series in 09 without Phil Hughes. It's true. Uh yep. Uh before I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the show, we got a little sidetracked with talking about different things. But we are going to finish up the keep them dump them today. We're going to do the coaches, uh, the manager, and the GM. But before we get into that, I uh, ran a little poll on my Twitter earlier. It was uh, <coughs> something that I heard um, that Mike Francesa brought up. Interesting because you know that Francesa hates these fantasy trades when fans call in with their trade proposals. But he brought this up. So I take a little um, stock in it because when yes. he brings it up, you feel like it might be fair. Correct. Since he hates him so much. Now, earlier today, John Heyman was on uh, Joe and Evan's show and said it's a better than 50-50 chance that Noah Syndergaard's getting dealt this offseason. You heard the Astros are interested, which, by the way, now that that came up, before we get into this, the Astros almost pulled off the deal for James Paxton. They refused to include one of their top prospects, and Seattle went back to the Yankees and said, we'll take this deal. Wow. Wow. Now, for everybody that doesn't like the Paxton deal, if 
Houston would have come in and snaked another pitcher from the Yankees. Those same people would have been bitching just like they did with Cole. I'm sure. St- still, we're still getting tweets about why the Yankees didn't get Garrett Cole. And now they go out and they make the deal. They actually get the guy. Now, right. how would you feel if Houston said, you know what? We lost Keiko. We we're going to lose Morton. Um, McCullers has got Tommy John. That's three fifths of the rotation's gone. Look, I think that Cashman has a good feel. He has his finger on the pulse here um, of who's truly going to be dealt this year. We said it. You said it the most, Christian. If Kluber does get dealt, it better be to the New York Yankees. If he's going to get dealt, I still think it's going to be to the Yankees. But Paxton was someone who was on the block and people were, were about to snag. You can't let other teams get better like that when you have Enough on the table to to acquire that guy. The Yankees, here's just what I'll say about Kluber. Either Cashman knows the price is so high on him that he could never justify pulling the trigger on it, or he knows he could still maybe make a move and didn't need Justice Sheffield. Right. But as I was saying, all these people that have a problem with this deal, what would your issue be with Cashman if Houston came in and snagged Right, Paxton? because now we're just making that team better who has some holes to fill now. And he prevented them from from filling a couple. So, so if at nothing else, he kept one of his main competitors for a World Series bid next year from right. getting better. Which did you read your tweet yet? No, this is what I'm getting to because it made me think of it. But here we go. Francesca brought this up on his show today. Want to get your thoughts and I'll read what the fans voted. Okay. Since we said, uh, because I said this is how I got off track here. Houston's one of the teams that's hottest for Syndergaard. Uh, there's been rumors, maybe the Cubs, maybe a Chris Bryant yeah. for Syndergaard swap. Mm-hmm. But this is from Francesca's perspective. Could the Yankees and Mets make a deal? Would you? Here's 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 his trade proposal: Greg Bird, Clint Frazier, and Duhar for Noah Syndergaard. Now, who says no? Yankees, Mets, both or neither? Mets. Um, realistically, or who should say no? No, realistically, who would say no if you even feel that way, or if somebody would say no? I think that in theory, the Yankees would say no, but because of how stubborn the Mets are, I think they would say no no matter what. Um, I don't know. Let's assume that they could make they. There's no animosity. They could make a deal. Uh, here's my thing. No animosity included. Yeah, no animosity included. I don't know. You're just taking this from a pure baseball perspective. I don't know if I'm definitely Mets okay with giving up Andujar for an injury prone guy. Because you're basic to me again, like the Paxton trade. This would be about one guy for one guy. It's about Andujar for Syndergaard. Right. And I don't know if I'm – if you take him out of that equation, throw Florial in there, a guy who, yeah, the Yankees are very high on, but I've never seen, fine. But if I'm giving up Andujar, man, I need a proven ace who's going to chuck 200 innings or so and and doesn't have an injury history the way Noah Syndergaard I'm very does. intrigued by it. I think Noah Syndergaard is fantastic. I just don't know, especially coming off the year he had where he was injured again. He had the Coxsackie stuff going on. He what does that sh- have to do with anything? Because that's he, like didn't, a f- he didn't show me enough. That's like a fluke thing, he though. Didn't it's not like a, sh- no, no, no. people have reoccurrence no, no, of no, fucking no. Coxsackie. <laughs> what I'm saying is... Why are my Coxsackies <laughs> flaring up again? <laughs> because he missed so much time, his stats in 2018 are a very small sample size. He didn't show me enough 
that he's growing as a pitcher to just be okay with giving up Andujar for him. I don't know if the Mets <laughs> would give up Syndergaard for Andujar. I think they're so stubborn they wouldn't do it with the Yankees realistically ever. And they'd be foolish. Talking about a straight baseball perspective, who cares? It's not – say it's the Reds and the A's and these are the same players involved. I'm not doing it. I still – As a Yankee or as well, a Met? All right. If you're if, talking if to you're Grom, the Mets, absolutely. No, as a Yankee, I'm not doing it. No. If you're tr- the Mets making this trade, what's your intention behind it? Is it, all right, we're going to we're gonna start this thing over? We're going to try and field a roster that can compete for this year? What, like, no, you're taking a you're taking a lottery ticket on Bird that he's going to pan out to be the guy. Because I'm not you're making, filling three big holes I in know, your lineup. No, yeah, but you're filling them with two and a half question marks. Yeah, but think about Greg Bird is not think a good about, player right now. Think about Wheeler right now. Clint they're, Frazier they're very is high not. on Wheeler. You can afford to give up Noah Syndergaard and add those you guys. You have Matt's Wheeler and Degrom, and then you just added Frazier and Andujar, and then. A big yeah, a big question mark. But you hope that may I know it's Dude. I know it's across town, same city. But maybe a change of scenery and not being a Yankee anymore <laughs> just is a good thing for Dude, Greg the Bird. Yankee. Uh, the Mets would become instantly better. Oh, instantly with better. that with that trade. Instantly, the Yankees. It's like it's like minute rice. The Yankees, Instant. yeah. But I don't know if I'm willing to give up that guy in my lineup for for Noah Syndergaard. Manny I don't know Machado. I don't. Money. I don't think the Mets would do that trade. I was just—it's an interesting no, debate. I, I, I'm, I, intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. I don't know if, as a Yankee fan, I would want to do it, but I'm definitely. Intrigued I know by you're it. saying that to take the bias out of it, but there's just there's no way it the Mets a will ever make a trade with the Yankees where they're not the clear winner of they, that trade. Uh, you know what? They could be seen as a clear winner of that trade, though. Yeah, okay. All right, let's get into the keep them dumpums here. Uh, we're going to start off. This is the last segment of the keep them dumpums here. Uh, we got four people to do: uh, the hitting coach, pitching coach, manager, and the general manager. Uh, first up here, we're going to do Marcus Timms. Uh, Chris will go first. How did the fans vote on the hitting coach, Marcus Timms? I'm going to say sixty-two percent dump. Uh, that would be very close. The fans voted sixty percent to dump Marcus Timms. Yeah, wow. I, f- I feel like just I think it's just mistargeted. I don't know the phrase I'm thinking of. Anger towards misplaced. him, misplaced, misplaced yeah, anger mean. towards him. This team hit. Look, they have a bunch of guys who hit home runs. There are a lot of hit or miss guys on this team. If that's what they built, they did it. Better than any team in the history of baseball. Do and, we really hate Marcus Timms that much? And I'm a Mike Francis. I'm in Mike Francesa's camp. You know, he always says he's not a big hitting coach guy. He thinks they're inconsequential. They're just there to tune things or whatever. And most of the time that these guys are so good that they don't even need a hitting coach. Right. I'm in that. I'm, I don't. I don't think they're that insignificant, but I'm also under the impression that they're not that important. But if you're going to look at it, that you have a team full of home run hitters that just broke the major league record for hitting the most home runs in major league history. How did the guy do a bad job this right. year? And here's my thing, right? And here's where it ends for me when it comes to hitting coaches. What's the number one gripe, overall gripe you can say with most of the Yankee batters? That they step up to the plate and what? They only have one thing on their mind. Right. They really don't have much of an approach. They have one thing on their mind and that's it. But guess what? 
the the hitting coach doesn't have much say in approach anymore because it's all about analytics. If he's screaming from the dugout, Glaber, choke up! And Glaber doesn't choke up. How's that? I mean, come on. He yeah, and that's like Little League shit, too. But what Choke I, up with two strikes, and he doesn't do what it. What I'm saying you know? is, like, three guys will get walked on 12 straight balls, and then, you know, the next batter gets up, and he's swinging at the first pitch. Well, that's more on the manager. Take Put up the take yeah, sign. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's what I'm getting at. The analytics probably don't show that giving the take sign in that situation is the right thing to do. So you'll see the Yankees, they don't give the take sign. Yeah, they what let, does a hitting coach even do anymore? They really, uh, honestly, they, they shadow. They work on when guys are in slumps. You know, getting judge out of is dropping his back shoulder. It's his job to say, hey, you know, don't do that shit. Right. Don't do but, that and let's talk about that. How many guys had truly significant slumps that they weren't able to work out of? Does does Marcus Timms get credit for the amazing year that Miguel Andujar had? Right. Does he get credit yeah. for Glaber Torres tearing up the Major League does Baseball? Does he get credit for uh, guys making them better? For DD's great start? Or does he get credit for when DD went down for – Oh, he couldn't fix it weeks. for four yeah. weeks. I mean – Right. I don't know. I don't know enough about what it even is that Marcus Timms contributes to this team to say that I'd want to dump him. I'm okay him. with him. I wa- I'd rather keep him. With all these young guys and, you know, establish a little relationship. Uh, what do you say about Tim's? Keep or dump? I'm keeping him. I'm going to keep. I mean, it, if the, really, this guy should be your friend more than he should be anything else, in my opinion. Some of these guys get along with, can talk hitting with, and they seem to like him. So, I mean. Right. There's nothing offensively <laughs> that, I don't know, that I don't, I, I think he contributed negatively. Uh, let's to. see what the fans had to say. Uh, Johnny Fletcher says, uh, or Jonty, I'm sorry, says, we need more patient hitting. I don't want home run or die attitudes forever. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with the hitting coach, though. Those yeah, are the players. It doesn't. That's the, the, that's the, the profile of, of players that we have here right now. I think the Yankees hitters, when, when they're on, they're pretty patient. They were very patient this year. When yeah. they're at their best, they're working counts and hitting home yeah. runs. Uh, let's see here. Jersey Mike, who I, I'm kind of hungry, so... Uh, I could go for some Jersey Mike. He says, hire Don Mattingly Ooh. to be the hitting coach. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. sure Don yeah. Mattingly, he, he's managing a major league ball club. I'm do. sure he's going to just he's take gonna a demotion. He's going to demote himself. Like, going to take a demotion here. Come on, man. All right, and last one here from Matt Rome. The Yankees could do better. Again, who? I mean, it's, it's who, a hitting what, coach. What hitting coach it's is a hitting out there? Coach. Do you sit home and you're like, oh, well, I really wish they had Don Wakamatsu here. <laughs> I, uh, All right, let's go to uh, Larry Rothschild here. I didn't see. I would. Uh, the fans hate this guy, so I would say seventy percent dump. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see him. I n- swear I didn't it, see him. Subconsciously, you saw. I swear on the Yankees' upcoming season. Wow. That I did not see. Yeah, the fans voted seventy percent to dump Larry. Wow. I'm just good at this stuff, man. You are seriously that guy, right? I I took the time one day to go through all of Rothschild's numbers. He's been one of the more, believe it or not, one of the more successful pitching coaches this franchise has had. I My biggest thing with Larry is that... He looks like he's sleeping half the time. Yeah. Well, that and I think he had too much power in 2018. And I think even though the Yankees felt they were going to keep him to have a kind of a seniority type leadership when it came to pitching for, for the rookie Boone... Um, I think it actually backfired for them. And for that reason, I'm not keeping him around. I'm dumping him. Well, 
If I were to dump him, it would have been when they got rid of Girardi and started fresh. Yeah, I agree with that. But like now still, I'm just like, you know what? It didn't work last year for me. And and for that alone, I'm dumping them, and I'm I'm okay with starting fresh this year. But again, they want they still would want like a veteran ex manager type on the staff, so they don't have that. So that's why yeah, Larry's but, still here. Yeah, but Larry was is so comfortable that even if you brought another veteran, Larry leader, wears his sweatpants to work. That's how comfortable yeah. he is. These are kind of tough for me to decide whether to keep coaches or not because like with players, you you know because of what they do on the field. I don't. I don't really know what Larry Rothschild does to help or hurt this team. You know, what is he doing as a pitching coach? And the same thing why, a hitting coach does? That's why I went right to the fact of I think he had too much of a say. Because other than that, I think these guys have actually – look, you got to take it. Isn't his ERA as Yankee pitching coach like th- in the mid threes? Yeah. That's really yes, good. Yes, it's incredible. It's incredible. But what is the cause for concern uh, for me – is that like what you said, Marcus Tim's job might be if Judge's shoulders dip in a little bit, he goes in and fix it. Why the why couldn't Larry Rothschild it didn't seem this With way Severino. help Severino fix the fact that he was tipping pitches? Uh, that's that's a question what's that your the job? organization does have to ask themselves. I think a pitching coach is more important to a ball club than a hitting coach. Yes. I agree with that. I don't know. I don't know. I think if you were to start fresh, you would have done it already. Uh, By this point, him. I'm keeping them just to keep them another year. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really uh, on the fence about this one. This one is tough for me. I don't really care for Larry, but I give him I give him another year. If we have if we see the same garbage that w- hopefully though, and this is another why I'm giving him uh, a reprieve here to keep him on for 2019. Is now that maybe Boone's got a year under his belt, he takes a little bit more of yes, the reins. Possibly, but that is another point to what I'm making. Yeah. This is Boone's year now that he feels a lot more comfortable. He had a lot of experience. Let's get a guy in here that Boone is comfortable with as his pitching coach. Yeah, where Boone and, has the seniority. Right. I think it's time now. I think if But this- even even though he has a year under his belt now. I still like having a older mm-hmm. veteran guy. So go get an older Joe veteran Torrey guy. Because Joe always who, had Don Zimmer. So go get an so older I, veteran guy. I'm not saying who that Larry is Don the, Zimmer, but I think you know, I think Larry Rothschild at this point, you gave him all this power in 2018, or at least what we speculate. You're not going to just rip that from him now. You're not going to sit him down and say, "Look, Boone's been doing this for a year now, pal." So he's taking the reins over. No, this is why. Yeah, go out and get another veteran guy that Boone can bounce ideas off of and that you feel confident with. But let's get someone fresh in here, someone who hasn't been in the organization for that long. Well, here we didn't actually vote on him because he's just he's just so nondescript. Is that Boone's bench coach is Josh Bard, and. You knew all of Girardi's bench coaches because you felt like they did something. You yeah. felt like they were contributing somehow. What the hell is Josh Bard doing? Yeah. Is he just is he just Boone's bro? Yeah. Is that what he is? They have a bromance. Yeah, the new the new coaching staffs, that's kind of what Do you know what like. he has? Do you know what Bard has? What is that? A booner for Boone. A bro booner. <laughs> he has a booner for Boone. All right, so uh, Ryan, you said keep. Chris says dump. Fans say dump. Mine's a very like... 
shaky. Indifferent. You don't mine's like, a yeah, very cheap. Mine's a indifference very. Yes, I'm indifferent to it. But I'm not so indifferent to it. I'm. I'm not. I don't want to use the word indifferent. But I'm a hard I'm, dump. I'm indifferent. I'm uh, I'm on the fence, but I'm on the I'm on I'm the, like, uh, please I'm, read this comment. I'm, I'm, dying I'm on the keep. I'm like, comment. yeah, I guess we'll keep them. All right, so two keeps and two dumps here. Uh, but since I'm the host, my vote counts more. So uh, yeah, we're keeping them. Anyway, uh, actually, I'm if I'm gonna pull a power play on it, I'm not pulling it for Larry Roth. No. <laughs> All right, let's see what the fans had to say. We're gonna start off with a doozy of a comment here from Jay Castro here, this friggin' guy. He says that Larry Rothschild is the most cancerous per remember, now w- listen to my words carefully. He says that Larry Rothschild is the most cancerous person in the organization. And let me say this again in case you didn't hear it the first time or the second time. He says Larry Rothschild is the most cancerous person in the entire organization and they must get rid of him immediately. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't know. How are you? First of all, how are you this emotional towards Larry Rothschild? First of all, when you say that you are, <laughs> if you're calling somebody a cancer, you are saying that they are such a bad, they're a, not that they're bad at their job, but they are just a human pile of dirt. They're a piece of garbage that you wouldn't like let walk your dog. Like I'm te- like you. Right. Um, like how do you come up with something right, like you that? You don't. You don't. Like a cancer, like if you would call him a cancer, like you just watch him like run over a, like a bus full of kids. That's awful. That's he, a really cancerous person. That's a really cancerous person. Nah, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know what to say about Larry Rothschild anymore. Uh, let's see here. Not Kevin Love. Okay, that's good to know. He says, "I say we keep him because he provides stability." His only real disappointment was Sonny Gray. Other than that, he's just been the Yankees have just been lacking a dominant that one dominant arm. Dude, you could take whoever is considered the greatest pitching coach of all time, and they weren't even helping Sonny Gray. We've all come. Doctor Jennifer Melfi couldn't handle uh, help Sonny Gray. <laughs> There's Dr. only Phil. one person. Or doc, well, yeah. In case you don't get the Sopranos reference, Doctor Phil for only one person off the top of my head that I would replace Larry Rothschild with. Does it start with David and end with Cone? No. It's I'll, actually it, it's actually a guy from our biggest rival. Who? Pedro Martinez. Yeah, but there's too much there's, I know. It would never happen, but he he would be I'll the tell you only who I would guy. replace him with. And it's a shame that things ended poorly with this guy, because I think he is considered one of the best pitching coaches in baseball. Dave Island. He's with the where's he now? He's with Kansas City? Or is he with the Mets? I think he's with the Mets. Oh, yeah, he might be with the Mets now. I really think Dave Island is a great fit for this. For I don't this know what club. happened. He had like some uh, he had personal issues. Yeah, but apparently he, it seemed like he milked it too much, and the Yankees found out about that he could have been back way before he actually did, and it uh, seemed like bad blood. I guess nobody else in baseball cared because he's gotten two jobs since then. I want a guy whose main job is to make sure that Luis Severino is the ace of the Yankees. That's it. That's all. That's really all his that's job all, is next that's year. That's all I want. Yeah, I all I want for my pitching coach is to make Don't sure Sevi is Severino. the guy. I agree with that. That should be your only job, dude. All right. Uh, let's go to the manager now. I don't think we need to spend any more time on uh, Larry here. Larry. Larry. Uh, the manager, Aaron Boone. Now, mind you that this was days after we voted on this. Uh, the Yankees were eliminated from the postseason. How do you think the fans voted on Aaron Boone? I'm going to say 83% keep. 
Uh, yeah, right. And oh, what, my God. What world are you living in that the fans voted 83% keep? Now, uh, the judge poll was the most – we had the most votes in a judge poll. This was the second or third highest poll in terms of voting that we ran. Aaron Boone, uh, 63% of the fans voted to keep, which was nice to it's see the majority. I'm sorry. It's still nice to see the majority vote to keep him, but I That's still think that ridiculous. that number is a little too low. You just want to dump him. You just want to dump him after one year. After he won 100, 100 games, you just want to dump him. Come on. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. That that angers me. I understand he really dropped the ball. I You can go back to our, you know, Yankee recap episode, and I was the hardest on Boone probably out of anyone. But don't tell me that you're going to dump him at, over it. Look, Boone has to be – here's here's what I thought of today. I was thinking about the show recording tonight. My biggest thing I want to see out of Boone outside of being better in the postseason, being more aggressive, you know – getting off his ass and getting these guys out of games quicker. As far as the regular season goes, I need to see him better when the Yankees are losing, but still in the game. That's where he faltered the most for me. When it was a three to one game and he was going to guys like AJ Cole and, and you know, whoever else you want to say that shouldn't have been in the game. When they got Canely back those few times, it was like a th- it was like a four to two game. He was going to Tommy Canely, and Tommy Canely blew up the game. All right, so let's fire him over it. No, what I'm saying is, I know in my head where his biggest flaws were. I know what I'm looking for in 2019 out of him now that he's had a year under his belt. But to say 37 percent of people. Want to dump him? That's crazy. Chris, regardless of his flaws, this guy never even managed T-ball, okay? Right. And he had a team that won a hundred, one hundred games, okay? Now, don't tell me that the Yankees are talented and anybody, and I could manage this team. And right. uh No, you could. First how of many all, teams won a hundred this three. year? Three. Three. Okay. And how many teams play oh, but the, in the majors? 30. 30. So... But all those people that would say it's just the talent are the same people who said Alex Cora was the greatest manager ever. Oh, where's the – oh, because his decision – well, how do you know that the decisions Boone uh, was making during the games didn't assist the 100 wins? Mm -hmm. Look, when you're looking at a manager, you don't necessarily have to pick apart how he does with with the wins. You really have to look at – at the losses. And I felt that Boone in the 62 losses in, in a lot of those games, it was games that they were already down and maybe could have done some things to keep his offense in it to come back. But I can't maybe one or two games. I can think of that they were winning and he made moves to blow it. I really, I think he did a phenomenal job. There's, Aspects of his managing that has to I get mean, better. I mean, you're going to nitpick 162 games to figure out which right. ones he won and which ones he lost. The team won 100 games. Right. Yeah, the postseason didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. But did he not manage a phenomenal wild card game? Absolutely. Did he not really manage the first two games of the ALDS really well? Yes. And maybe the moments got a little bit too big for him when he had his his ace and then a guy that he trusts probably more than anybody on the mound plus right. the good thing is is that he's noted that he's he said yeah, he that, said that you know, he knows maybe what his i mistakes shouldn't have are. done that so yeah. it, it he he knows he realizes maybe some of the the wrong moves he made and he's gonna go out there and try and fix them aaron boone 
has to improve on certain things in 2019. I'm not giving him a – like I gave him a free pass kind of in 2018 because you knew he was Kind gonna, of. Kind, yeah. Look, if the Yankees get to where they were last year and he's making the same moves in the No, I'm not going to be happy about it. I'm no. going to be very upset. Me too. But you got to let guys grow. This is this was his first year. Let's see how he improves. I'm not reading any comments to start off with Boone is Cashman's puppet because you're just an idiot if that's your – frame of thought because I agree Brian Cashman even confirmed for all you conspiracy theorists anymore um, that says cash calls into the dugout and tells Boone what to do that's actually illegal you are not allowed the GM is not allowed to have any contact with the dugout during right. they wow. have a game, game plans they have game plans before the games but once that starts they are not allowed to and, have contact and- Boone was in studio with Boomer and Geo a few weeks ago. And Geo, who I'm mixed about because he's funny, but he's also kind of a dickhead because yeah. of uh, the way he treats some of my favorites, like Eli Manning and the way he speaks Get about- Get a better impression. And the way he, he, uh, he just calls Boone a camp counselor, which I don't like. Uh, he asked Boone <laughs> if Boone's actually basically paraphrasing and uh, he asked Boone if he actually manages the game. And I was listening on the radio, so I couldn't see Boone's face. But just by the pause and then how Boone reacted by just saying no, you could tell Boone was angry. That he doesn't like this perception that he's a manager because then he even came out and said, once the bell rings, it's my game. He asked if he was asking Cashman. No, no, no. He asked Boone. If Cashman manages the games? If he's actually pulling, if if basically Cashman's pulling the strings throughout the course of the game. Right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. And Boone was like, no, once the bell rings, this is my game. I'm making the moves. Right. He said, yeah, I'm a I'm a collaborative guy. I listen to my coaches. I listen to my GM. We put it all in a pot and we come out with what, what makes the best recipe for that day's game. But once the game starts, this is my game. I'm making the calls here. He didn't – he was very – and I res, and I respected the hell out of him for it. He did not like Gio's line of questioning and he showed anger – by Good, being asked that. And that was Bush League by uh, by Greg Giannotti to even bring that up. I like him on when he's being funny, but you know what? Yeah, and plus, what, even if that was the truth, you think what was Boom going to just be, yeah, yeah, he uh, he does everything, you know. I, I don't do uh, anything for this Basically, uh, just let's do our votes. Keep. Keep. Come on. Got what, one you, what are you going to do? Get another rookie manager and we have right, to sit through on. another year of mistakes? You want to win the World Series this year, team? right? So you want to fire Aaron Boone and bring in another novice in here and go through the same shit again? <laughs> oh, no, bring back Girardi. Or just hope that Boone learned his lesson and now he's the guy that Cashman yep. wants him to be. All right, let's go here. Uh, loving humanity. That's a great handle. Uh, considering all of the injuries to key players and the inconsistency of his pitchers, he did a great job. I put more of the blame on Cashman for not getting solid pitchers before spring training. Whatever. Uh, you know what? I was up. I was with you until that point that yeah. you put it on Cashman because, again, what do you 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 guys? We'll we'll talk about this more when we get to Brian Cashman. Uh, here, Don Sicario. This Don is Chris. Sicario. This is Chris's boy. Says keep him. I vote to keep him despite some errors uh, managing the bullpen. This was his first year, and he got us the hundred wins. Yes, we have talent, but he did manage well. Don't think getting rid of him will change anything. I stick with him and believe that he'll get better in twenty nineteen. 
I'm yeah. on board with that. All right. Well, here's, we'll read a negative one here from Simone. She says, uh, he's had his moments where he's been okay. Uh, that's, that's your highest praise of him. Uh, but managing the bullpen as, uh, and him trying to be everyone's friend is really annoying. I don't get that sense that he's trying to be everybody's friend. Do you? No. I think he's, he had his times where he defended his players properly. And here, here's what she goes on to say. I get that you want to be a good manager, so be one. Stick up for your guys and have a sense of urgency. Does he not? Did he not stick up for his guys last Always. year? He doesn't Always. really come across as the kind of guy that's like forcing his persona. It, it seems like he's not. It's just natural. He's a Cali know. guy. He's more laid back. He's not yeah. this in-your-face New, like New York type. Like a like um, I don't know who's the guy you want to. Say like a Bill Parcells type, like in your face, fit Rex for the Ryan. North. Rex Ryan. Let's pick somebody that actually wants something here. Tom Coughlin, Joe uh, Girardi. I thought Joe was more, a lot more vocal when it came to on on the field stuff. But you can't say that Boone doesn't have his like guys back. No, he always has. That's just false. No, nah. I'm sorry. Like I, I know Simone's a good follower. You know, she's always active. Yes. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to come down on her. But that to Dude, say that Boone doesn't have his guys back is just it's false. I'm sorry, Simone. It was Simone that said that. Yeah. You. Try watching some spring training games this year where you'll be able to pick up the mics from the dugout. I That that made me really love Aaron Boone last year. In spring training, you heard him from the dugout cheering his guys on and, and really being vocal about it. I'm going to stick up for Simone for one second. I think her point, and she should have said, stick up for your guys, but have a sense of urgency instead of and – have a sense of urgency. I think she's saying he does stick up for his guys. She's saying he's everyone's friend, but also have a sense of urgency when it comes to, you know, guys that you're trusting for too long. I don't know. That's not how I read it. But anyway. All right. Let's move on to the GM here. Uh, Brian Cashman, the ninja, who, again, pulled one out of his hat this week. Really didn't hear anything about it. And then I pulled up to the driveway on yeah. Monday and all of a sudden, oh, James Paxton's a Yankee. Look at James that. James Paxton. It was almost too quiet. And then yeah, right. That's when he strikes. What do the fans have to say about the general manager of the Yankees? I want to say it's in the 90s, so I'm going to say 90% keep. Very close, Ryan. 89% yeah. uh, vote to keep oh, wow. Brian Cashman. 100%. Again, you're dumping him for what? Why? Because he traded for Sonny Gray? I don't get it. Why Why don't fans have – the fans that don't like Brian Cashman, what is your problem with him? I'm going to say this. Does he not – before you get into – let me just say this. Does he not investigate everything? Does he not always add reinforcements to the team? You know, Does he not always do what you – In the best interest. It's, yeah. it's funny. Before I get to my point, I'll say this. Someone was talking about it on the fan today. You know, here's where the Mets always go wrong. Uh, they're the Mets. Well, well, here's the thing. We're not saying the Mets have to sign anyone or – Go out and, nah, and but if, sign everyone. If bro, if bro Van Wagenen is for real, he should go get Manny Machado. But that's another story. But here's my thing. At least pick up the phone. At least investigate it. The Mets just say, no, that's going to be too much. Look at what Brian Cashman does. It could be a piece that the Yankees don't even necessarily need. And if they're available, he's still going to find out what it would take to get him here. And why does he do that? Because... Every other team that you're facing that's a rival for you, they might need that guy. 
Look and at the he, John Carl Stan deal. The Yankees didn't need John Carl no, Stan, but, but the reigning right. MVP of the National League came on the market, and he mm-hmm. said, "Wait a minute, you're going to give him to me for what?" That's right. the perfect example of what you're saying. Yeah. So, so he has to do his homework in that sense, whether it's a guy we necessarily need or not, because he needs to know, even if they're not going to get him, what's going to drive up the price, and he investigates on. Everyone or or everyone or drive the price down. But here's what here's just something I want to say real quick. I absolutely love Brian Cashman. I'm keeping him 120 percent. But I have started to look. I've started to take a deeper look into what people have <coughs> against him. They say the the late 90s, early 2000 teams where they you know they had that dynasty. That that team was handed to him. Fine, I'm not going to take that but away how, from him. But I'm how about all the times him. he supplemented guys around those teams? <laughs> mm-hmm. when the 2000 team, maybe they don't win a World Series until he goes out and gets David I Justice. Agree. You know, I agree, absolutely, I agree. So I'm not. That's not what I'm harping on. But my thing is, but don't just say that then, he was handed that team. No, that's what everyone else says. No, I'm, I'm saying. just saying though. But like, look at the other things he did to supplement. I mean, right. yeah, he had yeah. the core in place, and you but- need supplementary. Right, supplementary. Yeah. My that's- thing is moving forward. Now we've had one one championship in 2009. Now this, in my opinion, Brian Cashman is now starting his job because this is the first time. That the Yankees have really dumped a bunch of big guys back in 2016. And we have seen Brian Cashman build something really from the ground up. And now I'm going to start to judge Brian Cashman from this moment on as far as what his legacy will be when he's done as a general manager. The uh, fans that hate Brian Cashman because he trades all his prospects away... Brian Cashman's been GM of the Yankees 20 years. Do you know how many players he traded away that have made all-star teams? Like seven. Seven. Seven players have made the all-star team. Melky Cabrera is one of them. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I should say prospects. And Melky Melky was not technically – I don't even know if he even made – well, when the Whatever. Yankees cut ties, he really wasn't a prospect anymore. I mean, you want to count Alfonso Soriano, but then he wasn't a prospect and they got a rod for him. So whatever. That's another thing. You had Alfonso Soriano and you, <coughs> so you didn't, I mean, and then he goes out there and he pulls a deal for a rod. Oh, Aaron Boone, sir. Let's go get a rod now. I think the only negative you can say about Brian Cashman is that he hasn't really done a good job at bringing in a top caliber starting pitcher. It's but tough to do. I, no, I know. I, I completely agree. But if you look at the trades he made for certain starting pitchers, for uh, Jose Contreras. They signed. That was a free agent sign. Okay. Well, certain guys, big name uh, free uh, trade pieces, he didn't give up anything for those guys. Well, that's what I was saying. Seven players, that he, prospects that he traded made all-star teams. You want to hear like the, the, the two guys that probably stand out the most? Mike Lowell. And Mark Melanson. Those are probably the two best guys that he traded. Yeah. And Melanson fell off after that all-star year. (laughs) That was like a fluke. Is any Yankee fan really upset that Mike Lowell or Mark Melanson or Christian Guzman or uh, I don't know. uh, I can't think of the rest of the guys on the top of my head. These guys are not – I think Jake Westbrook made an all-star team that he traded. Are you upset that these guys aren't Yankees anymore? That we're on Yankees? Yeah, Westbrook. Like you're not (laughs) – Kyle Farnsworth, you're not, or he probably just left. Oh, he got Pudge Rodriguez from you. Remember that one? That was a story. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Um, 
No, I yeah, mean, the the criticism is that oh he doesn't bring in the ace pitcher. When what what aces hit the market though? But yeah, and but he's also he's he hasn't given up anybody like a Derek Jeter, you know, where you're no. you're just like oh we had this guy. Yeah, look at look at what uh, like the Blue Jays gave up Noah Syndergaard for, for R.A. Dickey. Yeah, has Cashman ever made a deal like no. that? No. Well, you're upset that. He went out there and he traded for Randy Johnson. I think that's something that – yeah, Randy Johnson was at the end of his career. But I think, again, it's something the Yankees needed to do at that yeah. point in time. Yeah. Yep. Or you're pissed off about Kevin Brown. Yeah, Kevin – 2020, man. Yeah, Kevin Brown. But, again, uh, you know, you have to look at what was available to the Yankees at the time. Every good GM is going to make great moves and then he's also going to yeah. be forced to make moves where it's kind of a lightning in the in the bottle mm-hmm. type. You want to get a Cole so bad, but what if you would have traded Andujar to get Garrett Cole, would you, know, you be happy with that? No. Sometimes you're going to give up guys you like, and sometimes you're going to get guys for for pennies like Luke Voigt. You know, look at that yeah. move. Dude, he got Luke Voigt for Chase and Shreve. Yep. Chase and Shreve for Luke Voigt. Might <laughs> Incredible. Go if Luke Voigt goes on to hit 35 home runs this year, it might be the greatest trade in Yankee history. Hell yeah. For Chase and Shreve. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cashman's track record of trading for pitchers isn't great. But again... Were you really upset? I mean, yeah, Sonny Gray turned out to be a bag of shit. But, I mean, again, that was a, a move that he had to make. And now look at the guys that he traded for. Fowler couldn't stay in the big leagues last year. Caprian still hasn't pitched. And Jorge Mateo might be living in a black hole for all yep. we know because nobody can find the guy. But really, Chris, you made a great point, dude. This is really the first time that this is truly Brian Cashman's team. This is where I think his legacy will will truly live or die. Well, he made the call to convince ownership to break it down in 2016. This was his call yep. to do this. And now we're wait- now we're, we've mm-hmm. watched it. And he told we've us 2019, right? Yep. He told us that we're going to break it down 2016, 17 and 18. We're going to grow and we're going to be ready to and go this, in 2019. And the signing of Paxton is him backing up his words. All right. Let's see what the fans had to say. We're all in agreement here. Yes. We're, we're keep, 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 keep. Uh, Patrick, let's, let's see what Patrick has to say. Despite some fans, he uses quotes there, attitude towards him and the irrational tweets of he should break the bank in luxury tax, which is just stupid. I think Cash is the right man for the job. Yeah, Agreed. that was another thing. Oh, Cashman doesn't want to st- – oh, Cashman uh, – he didn't get Verlander. Look, the Yankees didn't – they couldn't go over the luxury tax. Cashman has a lot of power on this team. Being over the luxury tax or not is not something that he's in control of. And guess what he said last week? He no longer has a mandate to stay under right. the luxury last tax. Last year was the only year he did. Because isn't there levels yes. to a luxury tax? And if you hit that third level, I believe you lose around $30 million in draft The Yankees picks. can go... I they're not on even the first level now. Well, they're going to have to go over. They're going to go over that first can I, level. Can I just bring this up? I texted both of you guys this. The Yankees have spent, I don't know the exact number. It was either 340-something million or 390-something million in tax from going over the luxury tax. Do you want the Yank, did you want the Yankees to continue to do that and then be handcuffed with guys that you're stuck with? Or, or did you want them to do it right this time? Because the same people who bitched that they wouldn't go over the luxury tax last year are the same people who would bitch five years down the road that they can't believe they signed all these guys and now we're stuck and we're a shit team like they were 
from 2013 or whatever to, to Scroll now. Scroll down. See if we can find Because these are all positive. See if anybody has anything negative to say about Cash. All right, here we go. Matt Rome. He well, here's his first problem: is that uh, he's got a Celtics uh, logo as his uh, yeah, dude. Come on, as as his uh, profile picture. Too analytical. He's a clown. Uh, not a meat and potatoes GM. Pitching wins the championships. The Yankees should have the best pitchers. Hitting home runs just keeps the fans showing up. That is so unbelievably inaccurate. Why should uh, uh, yeah? Why should the why do the Yankees just have to have if the best you pitchers? think if you think that the Yankees are putting home run hitters in this lineup to fill the seats, you are so delusional. It's unbelievable. It it really is. But that's what I don't. This isn't what I don't get about some Yankee fans. The Yankees have to have all the best players. Like the other teams in the league aren't allowed to have good players too. Right. Like yeah, I get it. The Yankees need to improve their rotation, but has he not? I mean, has he not done that already by getting Paxton? I just said he's he's backing up his. All his right, talk. last one here uh, from our buddy Dominic uh, Ruco. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cash is definitely a keeper. He's made some good acquisitions and to help the Yankees down the stretch in 2018. The great trade that he made last year is a wash unless one of the prospects he traded becomes an impact player, which we just spoke upon. Again, it was a move he probably had to make at the time. And what did they? And again, you know, I say it a million times with the great trade. When you can get a guy who was proven like Gray was, even if it was just in Oakland, for a complete gamble to the other side, you do that trade. There was It was a complete risk for the Oakland A's, and it's really not panning out right now. What is a meat – I got to go back to – what is a meat and potatoes GM anyway? The guy with balls. Cashman doesn't have balls? I guess not. He doesn't pull the trigger on things? No, I think meat and – I think he was saying like go with your gut. Yeah. More than you go with the analytics, but baseball is analytics now. It's not just just the Yankees; <laughs> it's every it's team. Pro- it pr- it's proven except to the work. Mets. Mets, and look at where they are. Meet the Mets. What they have one pennant, and they should have kept winning and didn't. So, so what do you want? Yeah, and really, it's you know this guy does what's in the best interest for making this team as good as it possibly can be. How many years has this team had a winning record? Because if Cashman... 26 straight years, my entire life, they have not had Here's a all you need record. to know about Brian Cashman and why if you voted to dump him, you're probably uh, you're mentally irregular, okay? Um, in 2016, instead of telling ownership, no, we need to break this down, go young and rebuild this thing, he could have traded away Brian... Uh, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Luis Severino mm-hmm. in that in that much talked about rumor deal with the Braves to get Andrelton Simmons basically is the only decent player and, and Jason Hayward. Hayward right. Which I mean, really, if he was that pig headed and didn't see the bigger picture, he would have made that deal. Yep. And then where would the Yankees be right now? They'd be lost. We would not be talking about them having to win a World Series this year because guess what? They'd be so far down the shitter, it wouldn't even be funny. Yep. He, pull, he pulled off something that no one really has ever been able to do. He rebuilt a team without having any downtime. No, exactly. That, that truly rebuilt. And you know what happened? I mean, this is a completely different roster. All these fans that had Six months, it took them to rebuild a team and it got them back in the playoffs. They, they were better once they you know started the rebuild. You know how we kept saying even last year they were still rebuilding and you can't have these high expectations regardless of what they did the year before. Now they're built, in my Absolutely. opinion. Not not just yet. I'm saying by the time 2019 starts, they are a built team now. They are a a 
well-oiled machine ready to win a championship. Now your expectations of World Series, now they start. Now they start. So in the next five years, the Yankees better at least win one. I want to. Minimum. Let's get the first one. Yes. Now we can talk about one at a time. One. All right. Now to keep them, dump them are done. We did all sections of the team. We did our postseason awards. So 2018 <laughs> is we put a ball on it. It's done. So now we look ahead. We're officially into hot stove season. We're not going to talk about 2018 anymore. Everything from here on out in the, and on the NYY Sports Talk podcast is geared towards 2019. Absolutely. So we're going to come back. We're going to record something uh, Saturday morning, right? Come yeah. Back. Yep. You know, hope, you know, we'll, we'll roll our asses out of bed from our turkey comas. We'll oh, put yeah. out a nice, a nice pod for you to hear uh, Monday morning. And, you know, maybe there will be something else. You never know. Maybe. You, you never know with Cashman. That's the thing. You want to dump them. All these GMs sit on their fingers, uh, sit on their hands all the time. They don't do anything. Cashman's out there making moves i agree all right so that'll wrap up episode 84 we didn't do it last episode so we'll do a double <laughs> shot here 83 and 84 no we did 83 we said no one all right good that's that was a no correct one. answer anyway what randy no one, moss no one. randy moss yeah he didn't play for the yankees uh, no one no one no one yes that's correct oh. i'm no. gonna give you a spoiler alert you cannot answer no one for the next episode Sessa. shut your mouth <laughs> Jesus. What, Spoiler what, alert. Yeah, you're, Spoiler alert. Nah, you know. All right. Yeah, this is why you don't have a girlfriend, bro. You you shoot, <laughs> you shoot the load too soon. Oh, yeah. God. We Thanks. have to edit that? Or are going to leave no, it? No, I'm leaving All it. Right. No, just degrade, degrade me. <laughs> cool. That's two episodes in a row, right? You were kind of upset with me last week that yeah. I said I was going to replace uh, you with Dan. Yep. Yeah, do it, man. Watch your ratings plummet. <laughs> Sorry. I forgave you. Uh, anyway... Thank you for listening to episode 8040 NYY Sports Talk Podcast. Have a happy Thanksgiving if you're listening to this on Thursday. If you're listening to it on Friday, I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, like burn your house down by deep frying a turkey in the kitchen. Do that shit outside, okay? All right. Uh, we'll be back. We'll record some over the weekend. We'll be back Monday morning with that episode. So, uh, you know, have a happy, safe safe and healthy holiday weekend stack guy ride what do you got to say go yanks by the way what is with the lights in this room don't worry about it i'll get it taken care of <laughs> they're flickering a little they are hey you, keep... you ever see the movie k-pax no do you ever hear of it i know a pitcher named j-pax well i'm gonna pax's nickname is k-pax all right. Chris is circling the timer, so that means it's time to go because he's got his panties in a bunch here. So uh, <clears throat> you want to break down the final fight of Creed II or uh Jesus Christ. After I see it, we can talk about it. I'm just bringing it up so I aggravate Chris some yeah, more. Yeah, it's cool. That's All why right. I brought the K-Pax thing. All right. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Chris. Thanksgiving. I kind of like you. Say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah.